1: Codependent relationships. Do you think that you are involved in one now? Today's guest, Deanna Marie, describes this as not doing something that you would like to do because you are worried about how the other person will react or what their behavior might be because of it. She reflects on her situation as a young mother of several children with an alcoholic husband, looking for support and understanding. Other than Al-Anon, resources didn't seem to be available for the family of a young alcoholic. This is when she promised herself to provide help and resources for others when she rose out of victimhood herself. Learn about her practical solutions and her coaching model in this episode of Call It In with Dar. I'm so excited to have you with us here today, Deanna. Before we get started on this exciting topic, would you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this intriguing work?
2: Well, thank you
1: for having me, Darla. I really appreciate it. Um, My name is
2: Deanna Marie, and I really got into this work because of my personal experience. I was in an alcoholic relationship for 20 years. That was just about 20 years ago. And at that time, I was really looking for a resource to help me um, navigate the complexities of living with an alcoholic. And really, the truth of the matter was that I was actually looking for someone to tell me what to do so I could work the voodoo on him, and then he would change and our life would be happy. (laughs) But (laughs) what I realized was, is that I can't change another person. I can only change myself. So that was the beginning of my self-help or rediscovery of me journey. And from there, I did self-help. I went, you know, I read self-help books. I went to Adnan and I went to therapy. And though all of those resources were certainly beneficial I just was looking for more of a personal connection. And when I went to Eleanor, which is over 20 years ago, it was like I went to the rooms at the only time I could when I had little children, which is during the, during the lunch hour, my lunch hour. And the rooms were filled with older people. And I was a 30 year old with small children. So I just didn't feel like I felt in. And one woman did decide to, uh, you know, take me under her wing. But I just didn't feel like we were a good fit for each other. And so therefore, my time there was limited. Um, I did go to therapy for a while. And that helped me really delve into some of the issues of my past. But I was looking for something to really move me forward in the future. And I could not find that resource. And also, I was looking at a point where there wasn't even any social media. There wasn't any Facebook group or Instagram um, follower that I could reach out to, to who would could try to help me understand or just kind of be there to console me or just show some support. So to answer your question, i was so frustrated at that time of not finding anyone who i felt who could be there for me that i said to myself that i at a point in time in my life that i could help these women and relationships in these alcoholic relationships and addiction relationships if i can help them guide them support them and hold their hand through the process so that they recognize they can feel love and self-confidence and and just feel better in their lives and then that's what I was that's what I was going to do and that's why I got into this work i retired this past year i had this plan of i got certified as a life coach at the life coach school last year and this has been my i am here to help women in men and alcoholic relationships beautiful and i just also thank you i just wanted to add in one other thing darla i'm sorry to interrupt you there but um even now as i look 20 years later for resources for partners in alcoholic relationships there are no new resources that i can find there are others who are working doing somewhat of the similar work i am but i have not yet found a coach or another venue that partners of alcoholics just can reach out to and help the family members because they are the collateral damage of alcoholism
0: mm
1: so interesting how you're filling that gap. I also like your story and how you explain how you were looking for a personal connection to help you move forward. And now that is who you are for other women and other men in codependent relationships.
2: Absolutely. And I just really want to try to fill that void for a huge part of the population um, and just fill that need.
1: Yes. What a great work. How do you define codependency? Let's start with that.
2: Codependency is when we live day to day based on someone Else's action and behaviors and not our own desires. So for example, say you're driving home from the grocery store from work and you just want to stop and pick up a few things. Yet you're worried about that the fact that your partner was home an hour before and he may be drinking with the children in the house. And so therefore you race home and you don't do what you desire to do because you're afraid of the actions of your partner. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, what a tangible example. Do you have a couple more examples of what codependency looks like? Absolutely. Let's say you, your girlfriend to you and she asks
2: you for, to go out to dinner on Friday night. You know Friday nights are typically the drinking night for your partner after a long week of work. So, you don't go to that you you decline that invitation and you decline other invitations and It's not because of your desire is not there; it's the fact that you're worried about your partner's behavior and therefore you don't live the life that you want to.
1: Wow, so when that happens. Can you give us some techniques to start maybe detaching from codependent behaviors? Well, detaching,
2: if you're, when you're single, is easier than when you have (laughs) kids. That's certainly true, correct? Absolutely. (laughs) But detaching is really deciding that you are going to live your best and fullest life without. The actions of your partner interfering with that. So, if your girlfriend does invite you out to dinner and you want to go, they may say, Oh, you know, you always go out with girlfriends, or why can't you just sit home with me? I want to watch a movie with you. They may start saying, And you know, you're so stupid to go out with her. I don't like her. Anyway, you can make it mean something. Or you can just look at your partner and detach with love, knowing this is just who they are, but you are still going to love you first and do what you most desire. Because their words are just thoughts that they have about you, and it means nothing about you. And so you must stay true to you.
1: Could you give us an example of maybe some client transformations that you've experienced as you are helping them co-create a new life away from codependency?
2: Absolutely. So one of my clients, she had an amazing transformation. She was in a relationship with someone who was an alcoholic and she actually was exposed to some physical abuse and she came to me after the second time this occurred and during our time together what we started to do was really just work on her self confidence cuz she really she was alone she's from another country she was here alone in this country and alcohol is like to kind, kind of isolate their partners. And she was the perfect example. Um, there is no other family, and her friends that she had were in Boston. When they met, they were in Boston, and uh, he had taken her to his family in Virginia. So at that time, she decided to... Over some time, I should say, she built her confidence in her strength, and after him trying to to um, bestow some another round of violence on her, she actually packed her bags and left. And then she moved to Boston, where she moved in with an old college roommate, and from there, she has gotten a new position. She has started to build her, the beginnings of a software company. She is just, she was always afraid to do anything on her own because her partner had told her that, you know, you are nothing with me, without me. And she has traveled to New Orleans on her own. She has gone to Cape Cod on her own. She is starting to travel on her own, something that she was afraid that she could never do. And she has never felt happier in her life. And um, I'm just really proud of her. She did the work. She took the risks. And I'm so glad it paid off for her.
1: Yes. Thank you for that transformational story. And it's such encouragement to everyone that you too can make the change you can overcome that isolation. You can develop self-confidence. That's a great story of overcoming. Absolutely. So putting the eyes back on yourself, we just talked about self-confidence. I have kind of a fun question. What do you consider to be your personal superpower?
2: My personal superpower. Well, I have to say it really works well for me in my coaching business. I'm not so sure if my family and friends appreciate it as much, but um, I have this innate ability to just really be able to read people's body language and how they're feeling emotionally. And that works really well in my coaching business because Oftentimes, people are telling me things that I think they either believe or they want me to believe, but their body language tells me that there's something that's just not right there. And for my kids, I don't think it works so well because they have told me things, and with their body language, I could tell it was something else. So in that way, it was a win, and for my clients, it just helps me to really get down to the grain of what's going on with them.
1: Thank you for sharing that superpower and and so clear. You gave it to us in such a clear way. So thanks so much. Is there anything else about codependent behavior and that you want to talk about Maybe regarding detaching from it, some first steps. Do you have anything else that you're called to tell us today?
2: Absolutely, Darla. Well, the whole basis of my coaching practice is I follow what we call in the Life Coach School the model. And it's an interesting tool that we use because in the model, How we break it down is to circumstances, thoughts, actions, feelings, and results. So in order, in our life with an alcoholic, the circumstance is not I am an alcoholic. It has to be a fact. The circumstance is I live with a partner that drinks seven times a week or seven beers a night. It has to be a very specific fact about your partner. And again, I say he, but of course this goes for women too. And how we, the results that we have in our life are based on how we think about that circumstance. So for example, if our partner is drinking, my partner is drinking seven beers tonight, my thought could be, he will never stop. And that creates a feeling within us. So maybe it's worry or anxiety. And then, and from that feeling, we create certain actions. Perhaps we start watching him or her every time they get up to go to the refrigerator. Or maybe we're looking for behaviors that are going to appear. And the result is is that we just continue to prove to ourselves that this will never change, that he or she will never stop. So it's a matter of what we think about our partner that is creating our results as to po- as opposed to what the partner is doing. Because he or she cannot affect our behavior. It's our thoughts about their behavior that is driving the feelings that are creating the results in our life. And that's how I work it in my program um, for codependency.
0: Hmm.
1: That model is definitely food for thought for everyone.
2: Yeah, it can be very powerful. It's a very powerful thing because it is we are what we think in life. So if we're thinking that they're bad, we're going to find ways to prove to ourselves that they're bad. If we're thinking they're good, the opposite will be true. It's all based on how we're thinking about our circumstance, our life.
1: Right. We are what we think. And then that is what we can control. Absolutely because we can't change our
2: partner. If they're going to drink, that's going to have to be their decision, but we can break free of codependency and be independent by recognizing that we have control over our thoughts about them and the situation and what we desire for our future.
1: Great. So when, your clients come to you overwhelmed, isolated. This model sounds like it definitely is something that they can go through step-by-step step with you.
2: Absolutely, because over if they're feeling overwhelmed, which a lot of my clients are, there's a thought that's attached to it. And maybe it is that my life will never change or maybe it's that um i don't know how to get out of this relationship and those thoughts are creating the overwhelm so my job is to really delve into that and how we can change our thinking to more productive thoughts to get us moving i'm not saying that we have to flip it on its head and and pretend that oh he will be better next week, or I love it when he drinks. It's just that we have to we have to slowly break into new patterns of behaviors and thoughts that get us moving.
1: I like that sentence slowly. Break slowly in, yes. <laughs> slowly break into new thought patterns. So, mm-hmm. for our listeners who would like to join you in an- another step, find out more, maybe slowly start to change their thoughts and behaviors. How can they get a hold of you? Well, they can find me
2: primarily on my website which is Deanna, d e a n n a marie m a r i e life coaching.com and i also make it easy i am on instagram and facebook and the code is Deanna marie life coaching um so i would love for them to join me follow me on instagram or uh, like me on my page and There they will get all the information and tips that I provide about living in an alcoholic relationship and how they can help themselves with codependency.
1: Beautiful. So how to help yourselves, the next steps will be posted in the show notes. So they will be, they don't have to go back and replay and listen to your to your description of where you can be found. We'll put that in the show notes for everyone. So I want to give you a big virtual hug, Deanna Marie. And thank you so much for being with us today for this stimulating conversation.
2: Thank you so much, Starla. And thank you for letting me get the word out to the partners of alcoholics and letting them know that there's a resource out there for them too.
0: Yes. Have you heard of the new book, Business on Purpose, that just came out? Dar's memoir and life hacks are included. It's an anthology of inspiring stories about women overcomers who are changing the world. Dar writes about her challenges with abuse, divorce, single parenting, job loss, parental caregiving, and dealing with grief and loss. She includes the 20 life hacks that led her to the transformational four-part coaching framework that has helped thousands of students lead a more purposeful, passion-driven life. Find out more about the purposeful, passion-driven life movement at www.darsdivineconnections.com. Purchase the book, Business on Purpose, at Amazon. For a limited time, the Kindle version is on sale for only 99 cents. So call more joy into your life. Call it in with Dar, Thanks for listening to today's episode of Call It In with Dar. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a review. And don't forget to check out the show notes page for special offers and more information at callitinpodcast.com.